Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Ask a Professional radio show with Phelps Health. I am Kayla Marsala, co-hosting with Paige Heitman. Good morning. Today, we are talking with Kathy Harrison in Occupational Therapy with Phelps Health. Welcome to our show, Kathy. Thank you. To start us off, can you tell us a little bit about why you chose a career in healthcare? I chose a career in healthcare because I really enjoy working with people. Mm -hmm. I enjoy talking with people. Um, As far as getting into occupational therapy, I didn't even know the profession nor physical therapy existed until I was a junior in high school. I had planned to go into nursing, and I was introduced to both professions on a field trip from school, and I thought, wow, that's right up my alley. It was a good field trip. (laughs) It was a good field trip. And I... um, sent my uh, letter of intent to mm-hmm. Mount Mary College in Milwaukee. It was the only occupational therapy program in the city of Milwaukee at the time. Wow. And was accepted. At that time, they only had 25 students in the class. Wow. Well, Phelps Health is very lucky to have you, so that brings me to my next question. Um, why did you choose Phelps Health specifically? Yeah, especially if you went to a school in a completely different state, yeah. really far up north. Well, I'm really from Wisconsin. Okay. And um, Now that you say Wisconsin, I, I believe that I can hear it. Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Wisconsin. <laughs> Everybody says that. I hear uh-huh. them a lot. But, um, no, it, it was uh, personal issues that were going on, and I was looking for a change, and... Um, I spoke with a recruiter who mm-hmm. was had called me for references on a former uh-huh. student of mine, and he was placing somebody in um, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And I asked him if he did permanent placements, and he says, oh, sure. I said, what do you have in Missouri? And he found, I interviewed at Phelps Health, I mm-hmm. interviewed at University Hospital in Columbia, yeah. and then I had a third one, but I never did do that interview and ended up choosing <clears throat> Phelps Health which was then PCRMC. Oh, amazing. So what was different about Phelps Health that made you decide that you wanted to come work here? Well, number one was the salary, of course. Yes, uh money talks, we get it. And um, it just seemed like a really good fit because I was coming from a small community hospital Mm -hmm. in uh, the Milwaukee area. So it seemed like a good fit. The housing market here was good. The schools were good. So Mm -hmm. this was my choice. That's awesome. And I've been here for 30 years. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And it Phelps Health the, the entire time? Yes. Amazing. That's incredible. We're very lucky to have you. Thank yes, you. definitely. Um, so today we are going to be talking about occupational therapy and lymphedema treatment. But before we get started, can we talk a little bit about what occupational therapy is? Occupational therapy is um, it's a program we do not find people jobs we still hear that as long as I've been in the profession and we continue to say, no, they don't need OT, they don't need to go to work. So uh-huh. occupation is defined as the jobs, in quotes, that we do throughout our lives. Babies have jobs, mm-hmm. toddlers have jobs, school children. It's to learn and do the things you're supposed to to do at different age ranges, different lifestyles mm-hmm. throughout your life. So we help people to become more independent, whether they have a permanent disability, such as a stroke, um, spinal cord injury, that type of thing. We help them to become independent, find adaptive equipment that will help them to be more independent in their lifestyle. So whenever you say adaptive equipment, what does that mean? Well, it can mean simple things like crutches, canes, Mm -hmm. um, dressing aids like 
uh, devices to help you put on your socks so you mm -hmm. don't have to bend over to get your clothes out of the closet. Mm -hmm. um, it can mean for somebody who is unable to use their hands due to a spinal cord injury, mm -hmm. different bracing adaptations we can put on their hands so they can actually hold something, mm -hmm. bring it to their mouth, eat their food, that type of thing. Amazing, okay. So what types of services do, does the Occupational Therapy Department in Phelps Health offer to our community? To the community, we see all kinds of people. We um, engage with uh, people throughout the community um, in different events, health fairs, that type of thing. Uh, but mostly we help them, patients, to be able to get around the community and do what they have done for most of their lives before their injury or illness. So do you do that in their homes or do they come to a Phelps Health facility? We do have therapists that go to the homes through Phelps Health. Mm -hmm. um, we also, I personally do a lot of ergonomic assessments or workstation assessments. Um, people that can't or have pain working at their job sites, I assess the job site, make recommendations for new equipment. Mostly it's changing desks changing computer placement, mm -hmm. keyboards, chairs are very important for people who are sitting throughout the day. So um, you mentioned earlier where you went to school and everything. So what kind of training do occupational therapists have to have? Uh, the There's two types of therapists, just so there are two types in physical therapy. We have our certified assistant program. That is usually a two-year program, plus their clinical rotations where they go into various facilities and they act as a therapist under mm -hmm. the uh, supervision of another um, certified assistant or an occupational therapist. Um, the occupational therapist is now, I believe, a master's degree program. There are some PhD programs. So when I went to school, all we had was a bachelor of science degree mm -hmm. and a four-year program plus mm -hmm. nine months of internship. So do patients need a referral to be seen by an occupational therapist or they can, can they just walk in and decide that they want to make an appointment with you? Usually we request that they get a uh, referral from a physician. Okay. So now that we know a little bit about what occupational therapy is and kind of its role in patient care, we're going to go into our next topic, which is lymphedema. So can you first tell us what lymphedema is? Lymphedema is a disability that involves our lymphatic system. It's usually characterized by swelling, sometimes severe, um, that does not go away by itself. Um, there are two types of lymphedema. One is the primary where you're born with an in, inadequate or incomplete lymphatic system and you will, it's characterized by swelling in a limb or another era, area of the body. Secondary lymphedema is caused by things such as breast cancer, um, colon cancer, mm -hmm. those types of things where you've had a surgery. Um, also, many of our cancer patients end up having radiation treatment. Radiation treatment also injures the tissue around the surgical area because of it burns. Mm -hmm. And when an area is um, disturbed through surgery, through radiation, your lymphatic system is not complete in that area. A lot of times lymph nodes are removed. Mm -hmm. Lymph nodes are like mini factories that process the fluid mm -hmm. that flows through the body. Mm -hmm. Lymphatic fluid is basically, one of my patients um, uh, several years ago 
we were discussing what lymphedema was, which I usually do on their initial visit. And he said, well, oh, my doctor said it's the body's trash collector. And basically that's true because the lymphatic system will pick up cell debris, all kinds of stuff that's sloughed off into the body. It also picks up bacteria that enters our body, um, say through a wasp sting, Mm -hmm. a scratch from a cat, a bite, those types of things. And you can get bacteria from anything. Once it gets in the body, it can grow. So the lymphatic system picks that up, takes it to the lymph nodes where it's processed, and most of the time, eventually is exiting through the body. Kathy, does everybody have the same lymphatic system or um, do genetics determine whether or not I have like a healthier or a less healthy lymphatic system? What does that look like? No, everybody has the same lymphatic system. Um, except in the cases with patients that have the primary lymph, uh, primary lymphedema, uh-huh. you do not you have a missing part. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's a leg, sometimes it's an arm that mm-hmm. just swells for no reason. Mm-hmm. Many years ago, I had a patient that um, had worked at Fort <laughs> Leonard Wood, and she was getting married for the first time, mm-hmm. and she had always had one foot and leg that was bigger than the other. She was a primary lymphedema patient. So she went through the program and she could, for the first time, buy a pair of shoes that were both the same size. Wow. In my advanced training, I was trained uh, initially in 1996 and Mm -hmm. took an advanced course in 2006. And one of our patients that we treated at the time was a six month old with primary lymphedema in both legs. So what does the treatment look like for people who are uh, a year or younger, right? So these babies. It's actually the same treatment that we do for the adults. Mm -hmm. It is mostly uh, massage. It's a very light massage. We Mm -hmm. want to just stimulate the lymphatic system. It basically starts right below our skin. Mm -hmm. And if you, I always use the analogy of when it rains, the water washes down the roof and then it goes into the rain gutters and, or yeah, the rain gutters and then eventually goes into the downspouts. Mm-hmm. Well, our lymphatic system is built like that. It's first a watershed, then it starts to form vessels so it can direct the fluid and eventually it forms actual vessels that carry the lymphatic fluid. And their first target is the lymph nodes. Mm-hmm. We have several areas of lymph nodes um, in the neck, under mm-hmm. the arms, mm-hmm. in the front of the shoulder, in the groin, behind the knee, Mm -hmm. at the side of the elbow, and the ankle, both the front and back of the ankle. So those are the areas that we target. We Mm -hmm. stimulate those areas through massage, and then we start bringing the fluid up towards Mm -hmm. the closest lymph nodes. Kayla, I have one more question, then I promise I'll kick (laughs) it back to you. So can we talk about compression socks? Because I see a lot of people that maybe have lymphedema, they wear compression socks or they wear sleeves on their arms. What's the value in that and why is that so helpful for them? It's helpful because it provides light compression, Mm -hmm. and with lymphedema, we never really um, increase the pressure Mm -hmm. more than 20 to 30 milligrams of mercury. Mm -hmm. Um, And all packages, if you're buying a stocking, if you're getting a sleeve, if you're getting a glove for your hand, Mm -hmm. are are rated, they have 10 to 15, 15 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, 40 to 50. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the higher the number, the more pressure on the limb. And 
basically when we took the initial program, it was strongly advised that we don't go over 20 to 30 compression, even uh -huh. in the legs. A lot of people want to get the stronger ones because it'll do more, but actually it doesn't. It puts too much compression. And then it squashes those in the initial lymphatics. Mm -hmm. Just like initially as a therapist, we were taught swelling massage and we would start at the end of the limb and move up towards like from the tip of the finger up towards the shoulder uh -huh. to get rid of the fluid and all we were doing was um, inundating that whole area with too much fluid that could not be processed in that one time so mm -hmm. we always start closest to the lymph nodes and, and work your way down work our way down no we work our way up we're oh, always okay. working up the arm, up the leg, up the trunk. Mm -hmm. So you had kind of touched earlier on primary and secondary lymphedema. So I understand that primary, you're born with it. But can you touch a little bit more on like the secondary lymphedema? What causes that? What causes it? A lot of our patients are um, post-cancer patients. Um, we do get some that are still getting treated. Mm -hmm. um, just basically because sometimes lymphedema is extremely aggressive and you get a lot of swelling initially. Sometimes it's from treatment such as the radiation therapy. Mm -hmm. um, we also see a large amount of vascular patients, people with lower extremity swelling. You've seen them in public where their mm -hmm. legs look pretty hideous. They're purple mm -hmm. or brown, big, swollen, mm -hmm. and look like something from outer space. Yep. That is also a secondary lymphedema. And because our lymphatic system flows pretty closely to our vascular system, the veins that bring the fluid, mm -hmm. uh, the blood around the body, um, if in your legs as we age or from obesity mm -hmm. or other problems, the blood isn't flowing up the leg. The discoloration in the lower legs is basically dead blood cells that have passed into the tissues because mm -hmm. the blood isn't going up the leg properly. Mm -hmm. This might be kind of self-explanatory, but is it painful? It can be. A lot of people have a lot of pain with it, especially the bigger you get, your arm is heavy, your leg is heavy, you can't lift it to get on the bed, you can't lift it to put your clothes on, get things out of the closet, this type of thing. So by reducing the size of the limb, patients have less discomfort, they have more mobility and more independence. So when you say reducing the size, that's when you're like massaging them, right? Yes. So whenever you massage it, where is the fluid going? The fluid is going back through the body, through the lymphatic system, and it is eventually exited out the body through our um, liver and our kidney processing. So you're kind of helping it do its natural process by yes. massaging it? Yes, okay. we're stimulating the lymphatic system. Okay, that makes sense. We also use um, compression pumps with our patients. Um, in patients that have severe lymphedema or prolonged lymphedema that need an extra boost at home, mm -hmm. they can go into a compression pump once a day. Mm -hmm. Compression pumps have been around a long time. Mm -hmm. And doctors used to, before the lymphedema program was around, they would just order the patient a pump and tell them to get a sleeve. That will work temporarily if you're just squashing and moving the fluid, mm -hmm. it's going to bring the limb down for a little bit, but it'll come back. Yeah. So with the, the lymphedema program, um, we help to move the fluid through our massage, and that's the main point of the program. 
there are also a few guidelines. We call them our Ten Commandments or so because there's actually 13 points on there. It has to do with diet, uh -huh. watching what you eat. You don't want to have your weight fluctuate all the time. So avoiding salt helps to decrease swelling. Mm -hmm. um, avoiding sweets all the time mm -hmm. can reduce your, your whole body size because once you're into a, a compression garment, if your weight keeps fluctuating, the garment isn't going to fit right, or you're going to keep buying them, mm -hmm. and they're not cheap. Mm -hmm. They're rather expensive, especially mm -hmm. for the arm garments, and um, it just helps people stay natural. You want to avoid being scratched, scraped, bitten mm -hmm. by animals. You want to avoid being burned because that's another access point for bacteria to get into your skin because you're breaking mm -hmm. the skin surface. What about flying? So people with lymphedema, um, do they experience more swelling whenever they fly? Should they wear their com compression socks on flights? Yes, they should def definitely wear their compression garments. Um, it's been proven that a lot of <laughs> lymphedema patients have first developed lymphedema after airline flight. And it has to do with the change in air pressure. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was going to ask another question, but I was waiting to see if Kayla would. So is that where a lot of the secondary lymphedema come from? So if I have a job where I am traveling, traveling frequently and I'm constantly on flights, does that put me at risk for lymphedema? It can. Mm -hmm. um, people fly all the time post-surgery, mm -hmm. post-cancer treatment, mm -hmm. and they don't get lymphedema. Mm -hmm. There's really no rhyme or reason yeah. as to who's going to get it and who's mm -hmm. not going to get mm -hmm. it. We just know that if you've had lymph node removal, uh -huh. if you've had radiation therapy, you're going to be more at risk. So we've talked a lot about kind of, you know, what can cause it. We've talked about what lymphedema is, but how do you diagnose it? Like, how do you know that somebody has lymphedema? Or swellings to the point where it's concerning. Yes. Um, the basic rule is if you have swelling more than two centimeters greater in your affected arm versus your other arm, that is a point for lymphedema. So a lot of our doctors, our physicians, um, nurse practitioners, when they see the patient and they notice swelling or the patient complains of swelling in an area, mm -hmm. oftentimes we will get the referral very early on. Mm -hmm. When the program first started back in 96, we mm -hmm. saw a huge portion of patients with excessive swelling to the point where they didn't have natural arm creases, they had actual fissures. Wow. Yes. And the skin, if you if lymphedema is left untreated and the swelling keeps getting bigger and bigger, it no longer is soft. Like if you sprain an ankle and you push down on it mm -hmm. a little, leave a little mark from your finger, um, that's called pitting edema. And it changes if the fluid keeps coming in mm -hmm. the area, it becomes more fibrotic, meaning stiffer, more like mm -hmm. scar tissue. The outside skin surface looks pitted, it looks... Um, it doesn't look natural. It's mm -hmm. not soft. It's hard mm -hmm. because fluid that sits in the tissue, because lymphatic fluid is very rich in proteins, mm -hmm. if it's sitting in one area for a while, proteins attract fluid. Mm -hmm. So they're going to keep attracting water to that area, fluid to that area. Mm -hmm. So it get, just gets bigger and mm -hmm. bigger. If it sits there long enough, that liquid portion goes away and it actually becomes very tough, much like scar tissue. Wow. Yes. 
So it sounds like lymphedema isn't something that you can help treat on your own. You definitely need to go to a professional. You need to go to a professional. Um, because we're getting referrals very early on um, in lymphedema, lymphedema diagnosis, mm -hmm. oftentimes we barely see them for two weeks. We teach them oh. what to do on their own. We teach them what to look for. We teach them the commandments mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. they can prevent exacerbations or worsening of their condition. So what do some of those other treatments look like? I know we've talked a lot about massaging. Are there other treatments, other ways that you help lymphedema? Um, basically through education is the mm -hmm. biggest one, but using the compression pump. If I have a patient that has both legs that are involved, we really don't have time in a treatment session to massage both legs mm -hmm. fully. So we will work on one leg, put the other leg in a sequential compression pump, and then we use um, compression bandaging which is we use a light foam wrap mm -hmm. and then that's followed by a non-stretch bandaging up the limb. So it helps to decrease the amount of fluid that can build up over a period of time. It also prevents the swelling from after the treatment, after you're up and down walking, mm -hmm. doing your activities during the day. That can help kind of keep some of the fluid at bay because muscle contraction helps to move the fluid. Mm -hmm. If you lay down in your bed all night, that fluid's just gonna seek the lowest part in your body mm -hmm. of that affected limb so that it will swell overnight. It, that's real common for most people. You get up in the morning and you go, ooh, my hands are really stiff mm -hmm. because they have a little bit of swelling in them. That's normal. Okay. So by using compression garments, compression bandaging during the treatment, it helps to decrease the fluid, soften the tissues, and then the patient is, by the time they're done with their treatment, they're more able to take care of the issue on their own. So is lymphedema curable? If somebody, if you, they come through and they have treatment and, you know, the lymphedema goes away for that period of time, is it going to come back? It can. Okay. Um, I'm not saying it's going to. It depends on how consistent that person is. Mm -hmm. It's. I tell my patients that it's like having arthritis. Once you have it, you always have it but you can control it. So I'm also going to back up a little bit. I know earlier you had mentioned diet. You had mentioned not eating a lot of salt, maybe cutting down on sweets to help lymphedema. Are there any specific diets that you recommend that somebody should follow? No, we don't have a specific diet program. Um, patients vary from very large to very small. Uh, it just totally depends on your lifestyle, but you do want to be conscious of constantly flipping your weight up and down. Mm -hmm. And that's because of the compression bandages, yes. right? Yes. Absolutely. So if somebody has lymphedema, as we wrap up here, if they have it in one extremity, so they consistently have it in their left leg, and they start wearing compression um, bandages for it, would there be any circumstance where that lymphedema would move into a different extremity? Does that happen, or what does that look like? Uh, most often, um, it depends on where the injury mm -hmm. or the problem occurred. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes in the legs, um, I've had patients with prostate cancer that have had um, radiation therapy mm -hmm. and that's lower in the abdomen. So it's really easy for that fluid to start, <clears throat> if untreated, oftentimes that fluid will also start mm -hmm. showing up in the opposite extremity. So once we start stimulating mm -hmm. an area, say um, the right leg, we take measurements every time the patient comes in. Mm -hmm. And there are several measuring points on the legs and the arms. Mm -hmm. 
and we compare them. So if a patient shows up mainly with a right leg problem, mm -hmm. and we also notice a little swelling in the left, by working on one leg, it's actually going to um, stimulate the entire lymphatic system throughout the body. So we will notice even on the quote-unquote good extremity, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we notice changes. Mm -hmm. And pos positive changes, yes. I'm assuming. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we're not pushing the fluid from one area into the other. Yeah. When we're working on one specific area, mm -hmm. it does affect the entire body. Yeah. Well, and you're helping the body process what it can't naturally process, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, so to contact Phelps Health Occupational Therapy Services, please call 458-7140. And again, um, do you need a referral to see an occupational therapist from your primary doctor? Yes, we do. Okay. So primary get a primary care provider yes. if you don't have one. <laughs> well, also your specialist. I mean, we get a lot of referrals from oncology. Mm -hmm. We get referrals from ear, nose, and throat. Mm -hmm. We get referrals from uh, podiatrists in the area. So... Yeah, almost anybody that you're seeing for something, mm -hmm. if you notice the swelling, mm -hmm. ask about it. Well, this morning we have been speaking with Kathy Harrison in Occupational Therapy with Phelps Health. Thank you so much for being here, Kathy. We've learned a lot and you've been so knowledgeable. Thank you. <laughs> if you missed part of the show or would like to listen to it again, please visit phelpshealth.org.